If you're an American conservative, you know that the societal values we hold sacred are under attack. They are hanging in the balance. How can you protect those values? By staying informed. The closing argument will deliver news and supporting evidence you need to support and defend those values. Here's Paul Smith. Good morning. This is Paul Smith, your host of The Closing Argument. In this podcast, we discuss some of the important and controversial legal, political, and moral issues that affect us today and our families. Today, we're going to talk about the 2020 presidential election, who won it, and whether Trump, Cruz, and Hawley committed obstruction of justice on January 6th by voting to delay the certification of the electoral votes. Now, I bring this up because uh, we are now uh, in April of 2022. This is not something that is currently in the headlines, but it is something that is going on percolating in the background. And it's a very important issue for us to understand. Um, What happened on January 6th after the riots subsided and the proceedings uh, commenced in Congress are basically uh, kind of put on the back page. There's a lot of focus on whether there was an insurrection on January 6th. And of course, there is a congressional committee that has been put together to try to basically to try to prove there was an insurrection versus just a riot. But one of the things that is going on in that committee and in other areas is the accusation that by uh, asking for this delay in voting on January 6th, that Trump and Cruz and Hawley are all uh, obstructionists and uh, they will eventually uh, get flack against this and people will come out against them. They already have. I wanna give you uh, basically some background here. There's no question that in the 2020 presidential election, uh, the the combined efforts of the media and the high tech uh, companies like Google and Facebook, Twitter uh, and Instagram really combined against Trump uh, declining to to disseminate things that they called untrue, which turns out many of them, if not most of them, were true. It was highly politicized, the media and the, and the high tech, to hurt Trump, and ultimately uh, Trump lost. You have to characterize, in my opinion, this election as, as a referendum on Trump, and uh, Trump lost. This is not one where I think Biden has a really an honest uh, basis for saying that he won. It was anybody but Trump who prevailed in this case. Another thing that was was going on, I want to go into the background of what had happened. Of course, this is during the pandemic. And during this time, for about a year prior to the election, uh, dozens of states changed their voting laws to increase voting by mail. But, But when you vote by mail, you increase the possibility of fraud because of three things. Uh, that type of voting is more susceptible to improper influences on voters, including outright fraud, where, where someone other than the person who is on the ballot actually votes. Second, uh, it's susceptible to double voting because you can send in your mail-in ballot and then go and vote in person. And three, It is susceptible to other problems, such as from people who have moved, who are no longer eligible or are deceased. And and so 
because of these problems that mail-in voting, voting brings, uh, in order to make the elections fair and proper, it requires uh, extra efforts to make sure that the voting is legitimate and that a ballot that comes from person A is really person A, an authorized voter. So what happened, many of these laws changed and some of them, such as in Georgia, allowed increased mailing and, and sometimes they actually just sent out ballots unsolicited, but they actually relaxed laws that would uh, enable the, the electioneers to, to confirm that a vote was actually valid. So you have that going on. The laws actually made it more easy to vote fraudulently. And then second, when the election did take place in, in doing the election counting, several of the states just did not do a good job in checking ballots. It was interesting to see how the number percentage of rejected ballots drastically decreased, even though the mail-in ballots drastically increased, just the opposite of what you would mathematically expect. So with this background, um, as the election was, was taking place and as it was unfolding on election night, as, as many of you will be aware, uh, we began to watch things and and complaints were made that uh, voting watchers were not allowed and so forth. And cases began to to appear and be filed in in various courts. Ultimately, in several of the states, uh, the Trump campaign had filed a dozen or more cases challenging different problems. Uh, and, and by the time we get into December, there had been, again, about a dozen cases filed. And, and while there were, were problems in Nevada and Arizona and so forth, it boiled down in, in December that there were three key states where it appeared that there was evidence that, that um, ballots, A, had not been properly authenticated, and second, that disparate uh, standards were being applied in different district, districts, such as in Democratic districts in Wisconsin, that did not apply the same standards, restrictive standards that were applied in some of the Republican counties. This was repeated. So in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and, and Georgia, this type of thing happened. So ultimately, there were suits filed by the Trump campaign in all three of these jurisdictions. And in uh, and Trump did not win any of them for various reasons. Uh, the one in Wisconsin, uh, and I read the Supreme Court decision there. I think Trump could have and should have prevailed. The a slim majority of four to three vote there. The justices refused to hear the case, refused to evaluate the evidence on some on bases called standing. And basically, I disagree with their uh, their decision there. But the, so Trump lost, but they never actually looked at whether the votes were, were properly authenticated. Similarly, in, in Georgia and, and Pennsylvania, the same thing happened. Now, the Trump campaign kind of shot itself in the foot in, in Pennsylvania because uh, they had filed a case there and were pursuing this, this line of, of uh, remedy. But then at some point, uh, 
President Trump asked Giuliani to, Giuliani to take over in Pennsylvania, and he began to talk about the fraud uh, brought by some computers, which turns out there was no evidence to support that. This became the focus, and he, uh, he had no evidence that case lost, and the attorney who had brought the other case on disparate treatment had gotten out of the case because she was not happy with, with what they were doing with her case, and that case was uh, decided against Trump. Now, in that case, there was an, a separate case, as I recall, it's two separate cases that actually went to the Supreme Court. And uh, it, Pennsylvania was the case where initially the Trump administration tried to get the court to step in and take some action to, uh, to prevent some fraudulent and, and improper uh, counting of votes. The Supreme Court declined to hear it and basically saying, well, just keep track of what those votes are. We'll consider them after the election. You can bring another suit. And they did. This suit was pending on on January 6th. And then later, eventually, the Supreme Court on in February dismissed the case, as I may mention later. So that was that was uh, Pennsylvania. And then in Georgia, the problem here was the they had passed some very lax standards for checking votes. Uh, the Secretary of State, uh, Raffensperger, had agreed to some new laws and standards that, that made it very easy to commit fraud and, and, and actually were problematic. So he was on the defensive trying to protect himself at the same time refusing uh, requests by the Trump administration to show them data that they could use to, to show whether they had a valid claim. So the Trump administration was having a hard time getting the, the hardcore data they needed to make their case. That case was never um, decided in their favor. Actually, what happened in Georgia, one of their cases they lost on January 5th in U.S. District Court, and another one they lost on in early December, uh, about December 14th, they could appeal it uh, and, and, and the time for appeal had not run. But the point is of these three cases, if Trump had prevailed in these three states, he would have won the election. And the, the combined total of votes in favor of uh, Biden in these three states, states was I think under 50,000 votes, very narrow margins. And it's possible that Trump could have prevailed in these three. So now we, now we take, uh, let's go to January 6th. I'm not going to talk a lot about the insurrection. We may do that another time. But when they did convene, you may recall that the House and Senate were actually meeting separately to do certain things. And in the Senate, it was Senator Cruz and Senator Hawley who uh, made the proposal that, the, that Congress uh, delay 10 days in counting the electoral votes and certifying the election to give time for audits of, of the elections in several of the states, including the three I just mentioned. This was voted down. Um, but uh, they have been, and Trump has been because he was on board with them, they have been accused of obstruction of justice and of violating their, their you know, uh, following the Constitution. They, they've been demonized in many ways. But, but I want to talk about this because that's not Correct. Here is the question I want to ask you. If, if the, the electoral votes um, 
certified by a state were wrong, or someone says they were wrong, is there a way in the Constitution to challenge it? Because all the votes have to be cast on Election Day, and they're supposed to come and be presented to Congress on a day that Congress shall specify. And what if what if there was a fraud? I mean, it is conceivable there there would be some fraud or mistake. Is there a way to challenge it? The answer is yes. It's not put the how to do it is not put in the Constitution. But clearly, when you read this, there certainly is an opportunity to challenge it. And uh, in this case, I I would say there are two because the Constitution doesn't give the standards. Every individual, every congressman will have to come up with his own standards, so to speak, and the majority will rule. But I would submit that this is the proper standard. If a state or more than one state, if the result is being challenged in court and there is either a ruling that the, that the state made a mistake or if there is a pending case that has not been, come to an end, such as a case that's on appeal to the Supreme Court, that is one element that has to be there. And second, there should have to be uh, enough at stake and th there would have to be enough votes involved that would in fact turn the election the other way. For example, if we just had one electoral vote at stake in, in a state that messed up and, and there was a landslide the other way, whatever happens with that case isn't going to affect the results. But in this case of what happened in 2020, both of these standards were met. The cases were pending in Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and uh, Georgia, where the cases were not over because their time to appeal had not ended or else the court hadn't ruled on it. And, and the allegations were there that there was a voting irregularities that could have changed the result. That took place. And again, the number of votes at stake here is 46. All, it, all they needed was 37 but they had 46 votes here. And if all three states, the result had been uh, reversed, Trump would have won. So they satisfied that standard. So my, my uh, conclusion here is, uh, this is clearly unusual for uh, something like this to happen at the time of counting electoral votes, but it was not violative of the constitution. There is a, a rational and proper foundation for it, and there was some support for it. Now, having said that, the, my first point is uh, there's no basis to accuse Hawley, Trump, and, and Cruz for obstruction of justice or of the Constitution. What they did was perfectly proper. But at the same time, I actually personally do not want to criticize Trump, for uh, uh, Pence, Vice President Pence, for, going, uh, for, for not going along with this. Because it, when you look at the big picture, it would take a majority of Congress to move back the certification date. I think they could have done it on January 6th. They, it was like 90% would have opposed it. So that attempt failed. The delay attempt failed. And especially once that delay attempt failed, I don't think Pence had any choice but to honor the certifications of the different states. So uh, anyway, that's, I, I mentioned that because uh, the, the January 6th commission is ongoing. 
they are anxious to find insurrection and they are very anxious to do whatever they can to further condemn Trump and Trump and Cruz and Holly for taking the positions they did. And uh, I think they have a perfect defense. I hope you enjoyed this discussion. We'll see you next time. Remember that um, the liberties we enjoy in America can only be maintained when its citizens are informed and moral participants in their government. If you're interested in, in some of the things I've written, you can check out my website, www.cpaulsmith.com. Uh, I've got several books there. The Climate Change Hoax is one that I've spoken of a, a bunch. Another book is The Capitalism Argument, and you can find out how to get them there. Till we meet again, see you next time. This is Paul Smith.